ESPN LA 710. Hey, so David, tell me why why passion for parkour? What got you into this? Oh, I love I love every interview I do with you. I have I'm, I can never predict the the question you're going to ask me first. <laughs> um, you know, passion for parkour. I mean, I mean the main thing. I mean the the first thing about it is that it's just an awesome thing to watch, and it's something that that we can all relate to um, because we've all done that kind of movement, whether it's been in our dreams or, or in our real lives. I mean, on a, a basic level. Um, we've we've done parkour. I mean, getting from point A to point B, and and using whatever's in our way to to get there. Um, but then the other great thing was the when we first started getting involved in the space, myself and uh, my business partner Victor Bavine, who's also the co-founder of the WFBF, along with me. Um, when we first started getting in, into that space, we just realized it was such a great group of awesome, interesting positive thinking people um so it was hard just not to get kind of sucked into the whole parkour world yeah i and i was introduced to you from sue ojo who what has been my friend for years and she goes oh my gosh you have to meet david laferne you do a show on espn he has a show on mtv it's parkour i'm like what's parkour well, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we did. We started off. Uh, hey, yeah, that's how the whole thing started. I mean, we started off. We had a series that we created and produced for MTV uh, called Ultimate Parkour Challenge, and that was back in 2009 and 2010. We had a, a wow. summer series, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's how it how it started. And when we were lucky enough to get this series on the air, I mean, we had learned about parkour and we'd done our research and met the people and were casting it. And when we started casting, we were looking at the top athletes from around the world and they basically said to us, you, you guys are the first people that have ever listened to us. Wow. Um, uh, they were used to kind of people treating them as kind of circus clowns. And uh, we really were interested in seeing how we could turn this into um, a whole kind of movement, and it is movement, but kind of mm -hmm. a, a world movement and a, and a sports movement. Um, and they, they, that's kind of what they wanted. They were the top guys in the world. They were kids, you know, we were meeting with 15-year-old kids that were the, the top top athletes in the world, 15, 16, 18, 22. Um, and, and they, you know, they, they wanted to see a future for the sport. I mean, that's how much they cared about it. And uh, and we we want to do the same thing. So yeah. with the WFPF uh, series on MTV, that's when the federation was born as well. So when we launched uh, when we launched the series, we launched the WFPF too with with a great group of uh, founding athletes um, that uh, most of them we still work with today. Yeah, and I mean I've met a lot of them, and they they've come on our show, and they're so passionate and. Also, their parents are like, I remember interviewing one of the parents when you guys were doing Cicla V up in um, uh, Century City or Culver City. Yeah, and yeah. I was I was like, so how do you, you know, what's your feeling with your son jumping off, you know, roofs and garages? And he goes, well, you know, you, you just let him do it. Just let him live and experience life. And I was like, yeah. 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 I mean, what, what's that old, uh, there's an old expression. I don't know if it was Caesar or some old Roman expression, let go or be dragged. <laughs> so, no, I mean, the parents really have no choice. I mean, it's instinctive for the kids. Yeah. It's instinctive 
You know, I mean, little kids want to jump around. You know, they just want to yes. want to do that. And and adults, when they, you know, I mean, people want to move. They want to move. They want to they want to go where they want to go. If there's a mountain, they want to climb it. If there's a fence, they want to go over it. And so, um, you know, m- most parents come up to us because we do a lot of uh, appearances. We sanction a lot of events and competitions around the world. And whenever we go, I mean, invariably a parent comes up to us and and they'll say. Thank you so much for what you're doing. My my kid was doing this anyway, and uh, and you know and now your organization has helped teach them that you know there's a respect involved and they can't be reckless and you know we we really teach that and and try to convey the message that it's a, a progressive sport. I mean you don't jump into the deep end of the pool before you you wade in the in the shallow end. Um, you know I mean because the first thing that all the kids want to do is they want to learn how to flip. Yes. Um, and you know, but there's steps to learn before you do that because you want to you want to do it safely. Yes. Um, oh, so, um, David, this is how far it's come. Like from you know being introduced to parkour back in 2009, 10. I, I'm sitting on the couch with my son watching Jake and the Neverland Pirates. <laughs> and do you know that they had a parkour challenge on there where they were racing the pirate on a parkour uh, racetrack or whatever. And I was, I had to rewind it to make sure that they said, oh, yes, this is our parkour challenge. I was like, what? <laughs> Did they really do that? It was yeah. it was great. Yeah. And and the, the little characters, like Jake, they were, like, jumping over mountains and bushes and everything. I was like, this is so awesome. I looked at my son. I was like, parkour, David. <laughs> We have an event coming up in uh, in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay, a, a big yes. international championship. And I actually, we are, we're you know we're we're kind of an extended family visit. I mean, we all we you, we become friends and family with you know most of our athletes, and we also hire. I mean, I, I've hired my sister to help with the the marketing for for the event, and we're we're calling. You know, we want to get one of the things we like to do is get the community involved whenever we do. Yes. anything anywhere so we're, we're calling like the boys and girls club of las vegas and churches and youth groups and crossfit gyms and inviting people to come and the first question we ask you know we i introduce myself i said i'm david the president co-founder of the world free running parkour federation do you know what parkour is so and they'll they'll answer and you know i i have to say that I've talked to a lot of preachers who answer the phone <laughs> for the youth groups, and they know what parkour is, and they're excited. And so it's it's uh, you know people you know people know what it is. Yeah. So it's uh, that was kind of one of our MTV with the MTV series. I mean, it's actually the largest uh, live event audience of any anything ever ever done. We had uh, 3.5 million viewers watch that show. So, you know, that was our goal with that was really to get it kind of out into into the zeitgeist and and get people to know what it is. So, yeah. and now the biggest age group that's doing parkour, we mm-hmm. we find is be, that or, or that's starting to learn it, not that, that that's doing it because now they're getting older, but 5 to 12 year olds are, is the yeah. biggest group of of kids that are doing it now. Yeah. So, um, and I look forward to taking my son to Vegas, April 7th and 9th at the Mandalay Bay. I want him to be 7th, exposed. 8th, and 9th. I'm sorry? 7th, 8th, and 9th. 7th, 8th, and 9th yeah, at yeah. Mandalay Bay in Vegas. And you yep. can log on to WFPF.com for more information 
Um, but I just want him to be exposed to it. You know, I want him yeah, to, yeah. to, I mean, he was actually exposed to it when he was like eight months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a good message just in terms of, you know, I mean, I just think, I mean, we read in the newspapers and everything now about, I mean, the kids that are graduating from college, I mean, they're, they're, I call them kids, but they're, you know, people that are graduating from college, I mean, the job market is scary, you know, you really have to be kind of an, in, industrious and, you know, there's scary things going on in the world and, and you know, the, the, the message behind uh, parkour, the kind of the original message is be strong to be useful. So, um, you know, so I just think it's it's a great message. It's a great metaphor for life. Um, it's about overcoming ob- obstacles, the, you know, the obstacles in your path that you're physically trying to get over. If you're running from one place to the other, I mean, you learn how to vault over a fence or, you know, or, or bounce off a wall to get to the roof right next to it. I mean, it's it's a spectacular s- sport physically, but... Just as a metaphor, too. I mean, we all kind of need that metaphor um, to, you know, just it, it's it's always good to have a metaphor. Yes, it's yeah. always good to have something that you you can relate to or that inspires you to to have a great day or to, you know, take that next step to pursue your dreams or, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a, I, 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 lo- I love it. I mean, yeah. some, sometimes I, you know, I mean, believe me, I spend a lot of days on the phone in front of the computer writing, writing proposals for things. I mean, but it's also too, I mean, you know, we've, as, as, as my partner in this, Victor Bavine says, I mean, you know, we, we've changed lives and we're really proud of that. I mean, we have our sister organization is usaparkour.org, and we we have an insurance uh, division. We insure about 80 parkour programs around the country, and um, you know, and you know, all those parkour programs have uh, you know from from 40 to 3,000. Uh, I'm sorry, from 40 like 300, 400 kids in their program. You know, so I mean, you know, it's 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 great to be able to. Uh, you know, and we have obviously the, the business owners that have these businesses, and so we've really been able to, you know, to affect affect things in a good way, to affect change, and hopefully help people and create a new sport. And so yeah. we're you know, we're really we're proud about that. We're very very yeah. proud. I mean, when we look back and we what we've we see what we've done over the last ten years. I mean, it's uh, when when we take a minute to really think, we're proud, and then we get back back to business. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I know I had the opportunity to talk to several, several athletes that, you know, went from being on the street or, you know, being obese to being healthy and alive and giving back to the community. And that's like every athlete that I've met that for parkour, they are so full of strength and so inspiring. I'm like, okay, I need to be around this energy a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. They all have a story. And, you know, uh, I, I actually met uh, Victor. He and I were uh, working with at-risk kids in downtown L.A. I mean, we're, we're both actors in Los Angeles in the, in the entertainment business and um, uh, did other things. I mean, I, I was a singer, and Victor Victor was a singer also, actually, and we've, we directed and produced and um, and and wrote and did did a lot of things in the entertainment business, but we we both worked for the same nonprofit, working with at risk kids, uh, trying to get them out of trouble through teaching them uh, writing and storytelling and playwriting and filmmaking, and um, and uh, you know I mean so 
Um, so you know, so the 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 positive message that that you know we got from there, we were really able to to you know, and from those kids, I mean, we were able to parlay that into what we're doing with with the youth that we're working with uh, with with WFPF. Yes, yeah. So so tell us what's going to be happening in Vegas, and uh, what's going to go down. Give me the lowdown. So Las Vegas, this is basically, it's, uh, well, basically, this is our second year there. Um, we, we're doing it uh, in partnership with a, uh, an aerials event, which is things that, that let you leave the ground, basically, in terms of uh, sports. And um, it's uh, a company called, the, or an event called the All-Star Games. Um, and uh, so we do it in partnership with them. We, we basically do the, the whole, whole parkour thing. I mean, the, the aerial sports that they had, have are mostly women, and they said we want to get some something that's more uh, male dominated. Um, so we we do have women doing the parkour event, but it's it's mostly guys at, at this event. Um, so it's the WFPF parkour jump off Mandalay Bay. Uh, it's at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center, and basically it, it's a pro am competition where where people that are great but have never competed on the international level have a chance to come in and compete against some of the, the top champions in the world. So um, we have three divisions. Uh, there's the Park Kids division, which is the 9 to 12-year-olds. We have the Young Pros division, which is 13 to 15, and then the adult division is 16 and up. And we have people coming in. We have athletes coming in from, from Canada, from Mexico, um, from uh, several countries in South America. Uh, from Russia, uh, from Japan, the UK, we had a contingency that wanted to, that was wanting to come in from Iran, but they are having visa problems. Uh, mm. We have somebody that was coming in from Morocco who just told me so sadly that his his visa was denied because this would have been the first uh, oh first Morocco the competition. And then we just found out we have a contingency of several athletes coming in from China as well. So um, we have a, a few others that we're waiting to, to hear from. They're, you know, some of them are getting their sponsors together, and, and uh, um, we're, not, we're not sure. We're, we're probably going to add some other countries to the mm -hmm. list, but also people from around the United States. Um, so we have, um, yeah, we have also some, some of the top women. Uh, Katie McDonald was a champion, the female champion last year. She's coming in from the U.K. She's, she's awesome. And uh, the, the male champion from last year is Eric Mukamechin, and he's also coming in from uh, St. Petersburg, Russia. Um, wow. So, and then your, your friend and mine, Ryan Doyle, who was on yeah, MTV's yeah. Ultimate Power Challenge, and he's coming in. Uh, we always bring him in because he's a, he's a big crowd yes. drawer inner. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he doesn't compete anymore, but he's a Red Bull sponsored athlete. He's actually got a feature film that's just coming out that he's starring in. And, really? And oh, how cool. We, we've, you know, we've worked with him for years and years and years, and he, he, he comes in and he helps judge and present the, the awards and talks everybody's ear off and, you know, and also plays around on the parkour course as well. Wow, that's, that's really awesome. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I know that you mentioned the athletes that can't come in because of visa problems. How, how did that hit you or... Well, what's your your thoughts behind that with the athletes? Because well, uh, a lot of people say, oh, um, sports shouldn't have anything to do with politics and this and that. Yeah. And yeah. It's affecting you know, our I mean, 
Unfortunately, it does. And my, my, you know, I mean, personally, my heart breaks for them because they, you know, they, they, they have dreams just like all of us do. So this is, you know, this is their, this is their, their dream, you know, and, um, you know, there are some that, that are, you know, there's some that take it more in stride than, than others. Mm-hmm. We had an athlete that was supposed to come uh, last year. We worked on getting him his visa from Gaza. He'd never been out of Gaza before, which is about, the, you know, the whole country is about the, the size of Los Angeles. Um, and his visa was not approved. And uh, he actually did. He, he did finally get a visa a few months ago. He's been touring around Europe. So we, he has somebody that sponsored him and he's touring around Europe. But, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the, this this young man from Morocco, I mean, I mean, it, 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 it just, you know, they, mm-hmm. he, you know and, and Morocco is not even on one of those proposed banned countries mm-hmm. list. Um, uh, but, you know, I mean, we have we have the, our country has our protocol. And I actually spoke to the people at the embassy in, in Morocco and they, they, you know, told me exactly why. And, you know, they told mm-hmm. me kind of the how we can be more successful at, at him getting his visa the next time. Um, but, you know, we have, you know, just for example, I mean, we have an athlete that we work with in, in uh, um, Baghdad. Uh, we have a bunch that we work with. I mean, we have athletes in about, we have worked with athletes in about 90 countries around the world, you know, and, and we're, you know, we're work, trying to work with, with athletes in more countries. We just, mm-hmm. we're, we, we don't have, we don't have the, the bandwidth yet uh, yeah. to really reach out to them. But, um, but you know, we have one in, in Iraq that I know he would love to come. I know it would be very difficult for him to get a visa, um, but he's he's one that he would deserve to come. He, with with our partnership, he started a, a parkour academy in uh, Baghdad. Oh um, wow! To help, to help these kids that are you know are out on the the streets and training out on the streets. I mean, it's obviously it's it's dangerous there. He's had friends that have been have been killed um, over there, and uh, so. For us, I mean, we, we, you know, we care about all of our athletes. We care about what, what happens in the world. And, you know, the, the visa situation is very disappointing for us because they should be able to come. They should be able to. And it brings so much back to their, their country, too. I mean, mm-hmm. they come and they have the experience and they learn and then they go back and they motivate other people, too. So um, for the people that wanted to come that were not able to get their visas, we actually are um, – we, we're, we've asked them to put together – videos that we'll, we will play on our on our website so they can kind of uh, they they can be acknowledged and be pre- you know present that way people will know yeah. that they were invited that they you know they are part of our kind of world mm-hmm. elite group of athletes um, so they'll, they'll be with us in spirit David can you give us like a, a brief and basic history of parkour sure sure so parkour, um, you know, I mean, obviously, if you really think about it, parkour goes back to caveman days. I mean, people had to, had to, you know, I mean, basically, parkour kind of is the art of, of, uh, you know, we could say it, it could be used most beneficially from running away from saber-toothed tigers, you know, and how do you, how do you, how do you do that? You have you have to run, you have to be efficient, you have to be able to, you know, you know, hop from stone to stone and vault over branches. And um, But uh, modern-day parkour really started in uh, 1902. There was a volcanic explosion in, in Martinique, um, and there was a, a French naval officer named Georges Hubert that was uh, put in charge of evacuating 
all, all the people. And it was, actually, if, if you Google, Google 1902 volcanic explosion Martinique, I mean, it was a huge, huge event. I mean, there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people killed. Mm. Um, but he was put in charge of evacuating, and um, the indigenous people that lived there that, you know, were born and raised on that island, I mean, they, it was easy to evacuate them because they knew how to move. They, they flowed. They, they moved how we all have been moving for, you know, probably, you know, thousands and thousands of years before there were es- escalators. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had to ev- evacuate the, the colonists, the French, the French people, and they, they couldn't move. I mean, he had a, he had a horrible time. So he <laughs> oh, went back. Oh, the French. I'm just joking. Ah, les Français. Il y avait des problèmes avec les Français. So he, uh, zut alors. So he moved the, uh, so he went back to France and he went back to his military supervisors and he said, we have, we have a problem. We've forgotten how to move. So oh, he wow. incorporated something called Parcours de Combattants, which means the, the path of the warrior, and he incorporated it into French military training. And basically, it encompassed the, the principles of, of uh, what are now, what is now modern day parkour. Um, and then, flash forward until 19, like early 1990s, there was a, a French uh, formal uh, special forces officer who who uh, lived in France, and he was teaching his son, David Bell, um, how to do parkour de combattant. And David Bell, you know, I, I, I can imagine the situation. David Bell and his friends were there doing parkour de combattant with his dad, and he said, I don't want to do parkour de combattant on your obstacle course. I want to take it to the streets. So he, he and his buddies, instead of doing it at the obstacle course, they started doing it on the uh, in the suburbs of Paris on the on the staircases and on the, the walls and the buildings, and, and uh, that's how modern-day parkour was born. So, that and then, awesome. fast forward again, I'll ask you a little quiz here. Let's Uh-oh. Oh, um, no. 2005, what happened? Because this was a very subversive sport, you know, kind of underground until 2005. And in 2005? The WFPL YouTube. Oh, yes, YouTube. Somebody filmed a little parkour video. In fact, one of the first people that filmed a little parkour video was he was then about probably 15 years old, and his name's Oleg Vorslav, and Oleg was on uh, on our TV series, MTV's Ultimate Parkour Challenge, filmed a little video. There weren't many YouTube videos out there, but people were discovering it, and uh, Oleg filmed a, a little video called Russian Climbing. And, um, and uh, yeah, so parkour went viral and that's how we I mean we call it the first sport of the uh, of the YouTube generation wow, so yeah. Um, oh yeah okay. so it, that's how it, it really started spreading and uh, that's yeah so that's my that's my brief but and succinct little history of but, but David isn't it like shoes like we we today have forgotten how to move you know there are a lot of kids sitting on sitting on the couch watching um, or playing video games or watching YouTube people play video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, we have, you know, we have parents that tell us and, you know, kids that tell us, this is my first sport, you know, and they they were intrigued by parkour because a lot of uh, videos now, video games, they incorporate parkour moves into it. So these kids watch it and they imagine themselves doing it. So, and parkour is such an accepting sport. I mean, it's, it's not... It's not that kind of sport where you're there and who picks who for a team and you're that last person that gets chosen for the team because somebody wants to, to take you. I mean, I remember that from 
from grade school. Not that I was the last person chosen, but I, you know, I think that's every kid's fear. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to be the last person chosen. Um, but, you know, parkour is very, uh, it's very accepting. It's very collegial. I mean, you'll see some of the best athletes in the world, and they're working with, you know, some somebody who, you know, or helping out or giving pointers to somebody who, who was that video game kid who, who yeah. just, you know, sat on the sidelines, never did anything, but they, but they feel welcome. Um, we, we have actually, we have an athlete, um, actually I would encourage everybody if, if they have a chance, remember, if you're, if you're not going to remember anything, remember this besides remembering WFPF.com, but you should remember there's a, there's a, a video out there. It's about an, uh, a guy with cerebral palsy. If you, if you Google cerebral palsy parkour, um, you'll P-A-R-K-O-U-R. There's a guy, he's, he's, he's one of our affiliate athletes. We brought him on a couple years ago. His nickname is Rooster. And it's the, the, this beautiful story. I mean, get out your hankies when you watch this thing. But they interview uh, him and his mother, basically. And he, he doesn't speak so because of his, his, um, you know, his cerebral palsy. But it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, he was not supposed to walk. This this kid when he was when he was a baby, you know his mom was like you couldn't keep him down and um, and it's about his journey with with parkour and him being accepted into the community and it's it's very emotional because you know here's the mom who you know when when in this video he's uh, 24 years old when the video is made you know he's not supposed to walk they interview this this mom whose kid is not supposed to walk he was rejected in every sport by every kid. He was giving up. He basically had said, I'm not going to do anything anymore, not try any sport, not do anything social. And then he decided he was going to try parkour. And it changed his life. So mm-hmm. that's my little message for everybody today. If you want a chicken soup for the soul moment, <laughs> watch on video. Uh, yeah. Google cerebral palsy parkour and yeah. look for this, like a 10-minute video about yeah. rooster. And I'll, and I'll I'll post it on uh, my Twitter account as well, Lafern Cusack. Yeah, it's really you know. So that's you know again that's the kind of thing. And this you know our our athlete from from Baghdad. I mean, last night before I went to bed, I got a message from him, and you know we we were chatting back and forth, and you know we're I've been talking to an athlete in China, and the athlete in China, you know, the other day was like, thank you for not forgetting us, and oh wow, you know, the, the best thing is going out and inspiring people, being able to help people, but. We're really, you know, we really, you know, because these are kids, you know, some of them want to film parkour, some want to do parkour, some want to mm-hmm. edit the videos, some want to, some want to teach it. So we, mm-hmm. you know, we're, the most fun is getting people inspired, and um, and the, you know, the Vegas competition at the Mandalay Bay. I mean, that's it's people see it, and it's it, it inspires people, which is which is great. So yes, yeah, absolutely, David. Uh, talk about you know. Some of the challenges that you faced start starting this organization, and um, I mean, because when you start something, you don't know what you don't know, right? So, what are some of the challenges that you faced? I mean, I, I would say that the one thing was that was not a challenge was you're talking about two guys that were actors, so you have to have, you know, you have to have an incredible. Um, either an incredible screw loose or you have to have an incredible belief that anything's possible if you want to be an actor. So, you know, we just came in and we thought it was an awesome sport, an awesome group of people, and we thought we could 
we could do it and turn this mm-hmm. into something. And, you know, and of course, if you do that, you have people that say that are saying you're crazy, you know, mm-hmm. first of all, or or it's dangerous or you don't know what you're doing. Um, there were there were people people in the parkour world that didn't trust us because they're like, who are these guys? You know, so um, but as I you know, as I said earlier, I think, you know, w- when we started working and casting with these the, these top athletes, they, they said, you know, you guys are the first people that have ever listened to us. So the the word got out that you know gave us credibility. Um, but the the one thing, I mean, we, we were not afraid to fail. First of all, because when you you audition, you have audition after audition after audition. You know, I mean, there's a lot of rejection and failure, and you just can't you can't think of it as rejection or failure. Yeah. We were we are not, and we are still not afraid to be you know egoless we have no ego if we have if we have a question we ask you know mm-hmm. we ask somebody we collaborate we we ask our athletes what what what's your advice on this and that we have we've brought in we we have a, a shoe company we we make a parkour shoe along with our third partner Francis Lyons the shoe's called no obstacles it's called the KO the website's noobstacles.com k n o w obstacles.com and you know i mean we didn't know how to make a shoe, but we knew in the parkour community that that it was something that was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, insurance. We didn't we didn't know anything about insurance. Mm-hmm. I hate insurance. <laughs> uh, we had you know we just we're not afraid to to ask people. So yeah. um, you know, it's like it's like cooking. You know, I, yeah. I I love to cook, but I can't cook Thai food. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask my Thai friends, what should I buy? What what should I buy at the Thai market? You know, I'm, so, I'm um, so glad you said cooking because I heard something else and I was like, what did he just say? <laughs> cooking, cooking, cooking. moving right along, David. So World Free Running Parkour Federation. Talk, talk about people like if, if they want to start up a gym, what what goes into that? Um, starting up the gym, I mean, I would say, it, first of all, if you want to start up a gym, well, I mean, you have to investigate. I, I check out our website, WFPF.com, um, our Facebook page, which is World FPF, um, Twitter, World FPF, USAparkway.org. I mean, get, I gather gather some information. If you haven't taken a class, you might want to take a class. Um, we have, um, and and uh, you know, we're, we're a good. I mean, if I can pat myself on the back, we're a good network. We're good at uh, helping people get information from people that that know what they're doing. Um, we've got a couple gym owners um, work with uh, that are just great mentors for other people that want to start a gym. Um, you know, if you're, if you're in the area, you know, I mean, and, and, and it's, it's easy, or even if it's not come to Las Vegas. I mean, a lot of the gym owners are there okay. um, and um, you know, but you need good instructors. Um, we've, we've certified about uh, 700, instructors to teach parkour in the United States and Canada. So you need good instructors. Uh, if you're a business person, you already have kind of the, hopefully the management skills and everything like that. But you're going to want to start with really with, with good instructors um, and uh, that know what they're doing. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and then reach out to us because we can take you step by step. We have, we have uh, people that are gym owners now that came to us when they were, 16 or 18 and they came to get certified to teach and we always at the beginning of the certification will go around in a circle everybody introduces themselves and 
we ask kind of what their what their goals are and everything and you know the ones that that say I want to start a gym I mean we tell them your job is to keep in touch and we'll make this happen w- with you we'll help yeah. you to make it happen basically right. so um but it's you know it's growing we have I mean just you know Scottsdale Parkour for example they yes. they, they came on last years. time or a couple years ago yeah 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 you yeah. you talked with Sylvia yeah. um, she'll be in, she'll be in Las Vegas too actually yeah. and uh you know, she was a real visionary. There were people in Arizona that a lot of people had reached out to us, but nobody wanted to, to, to open the, their gym. They were they were scared. They're, they and the questions they would ask us was, "Is this going to work? And are are we going to be okay?" And Sylvia came to us and she said, "Oh my gosh, parkour is going to be the next biggest thing. I want to I want to come on board." So mm-hmm. she opened a gym before they even did the official launch. They had fifty students signed up, and you know now now it's it's. You know, it's it's. it's, big. I mean, it's she has a gymnastics program, trampoline, parkour, and and parkour is the biggest money maker at her gym. So, and the the last competition that we just sanctioned there, this is I, I have to give a, a shout out to little Natalie in uh, in uh, Scottsdale Parkour. Natalie competed with all, all the boys in her age division, and she was the winner of her age division last year. Go ahead, so Natalie. Go I'm ahead. A, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of little Natalie, who always yes. comes and. And, and hugs me every time uh, she sees oh, me. So, oh, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, about this about this competition in Vegas, tell us what you know we should expect. Like going there, there'll be a lot of people competing against each other to be in in whatever division they are, right? So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a there are different rounds. There's a there's a Pure parkour is really getting from point A to point B, so it's about being efficient. So there'll be a course with with zones. Um, you know, a lot of our guys, and I know this is something that, that probably a lot of your listeners can relate to, a lot of our athletes go on uh, American Ninja Warrior. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this, the parkour course, and, you know, however, there are a lot of people that have done really on, well on American Ninja Warrior that aren't parkour athletes that could never do the things that our guys do. So... We, you know, parkour really is the basis for uh, for a, a lot of movement. Um, mm-hmm. But so, pure, you know, pure parkour is from A to B. So we have uh, uh, equipment uh, that is made by um, integrated obstacles, and we set up a course. There are different zones, so you have to hit different zones, and it's it's basically who's the the speediest to run to vault to. You know, sometimes it's jumping. You know, from a twelve foot obstacle to a twelve foot obstacle. Bouncing mm-hmm. from, from the ground to get up, you know, up, over, through, and around. Um, and then uh, the, we also have um, uh, something called the Alive After Five, basically, and it's one of the elimination rounds for the ad- adult group where you have five minutes, basically, to show your stuff. And there, there'll be like a group of seven, usually, in, in each round, and the top two who who have, you know, have shown their stuff the best, the judges choose to go on to the next round and then the finals for uh in in each category is uh there is a a, a freestyle round it's uh mm-hmm. uh basically um there, there are different zones as well but it's it's not just about speed it's about showing your, your style um there are blocks there are bars attached to the blocks a lot of people do bar work i mean if you can picture bars up in the air you know, uh, horizontal bars where people are bunny hopping from bar to bar, or they're bunny hopping <laughs> to landing, you know, to grabbing with your your hands and s- spinning around and then going back and landing on your feet on the bar behind you. I mean, it's it's 
it's hard to describe, but it's it's the most thrilling thing. So in in the freestyle round, one of the things that they're they're judged on is their creativity and 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 showing their own style. So um, that's Talk the about... final round. That's uh, uh, Sunday afternoon. The schedule for the whole event is is you can find it on wfbf.com. So tickets are fifteen bucks for a whole day pass. Awesome. Um, uh, groups of uh, if you want to bring a, a group of ten or more. It's uh, they're ten ten dollars each for for each ticket, and kids ten and under get in free. So if if you want to make a uh, you know a trip to Vegas, I'm actually I kind of put it out there on my social media, and I I've you know gotten I've been getting calls from friends saying we're gonna you know we're gonna come, and I'm like how many people? Oh, we're bringing sixteen, <laughs> driving in from Los Angeles to, to see this thing. So anyway, it, awesome. it's thrilling. The next championship that we're that we're working on, which I can't tell, but I'll give a, a little teaser. The next championship <laughs> that we're working on, which hopefully you'll bring me back. I can talk when we can announce it, but it's going to be far, far, far away, yes. much, much, much bigger even than the Mandalay Bay thing, if you can imagine. And uh, so it's going to be a little bit far for people to travel to to, to go uh, to go to that. So come to and, Vegas, and I could carry your bags. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> you can oh no, this one is further than that, though. So uh, well, yes. You may have to pick a country. <laughs> okay. or, or both. I'm fine with that, Lafern. You can do or both. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, I'm on. I am on. I'm committed. I I know no obstacles, and I know freedom. Okay. Awesome. Great, great. <laughs> and we're and as you know, WFPF is a huge fan of of Lafern, so. <laughs> We're looking forward to to having you in Vegas and have you having you cover uh, a lot of the events there. Yes. So and, and and what's going on? So David, I know that you and Victor, as uh, founders for the World Free Running Parkour Federation, how do you guys work out what you um, manage? Like um, like is is Victor more skilled at certain? things than you or how how do you guys manage that relationship um you know let's see how do we manage it i don't know you know what we have a good we have a good flow victor's actually based out of the east coast um he used to live in los angeles he moved back to the east coast i think he moved back like 10 years ago um we if we're in the same city we we sit at a table we're like this is great what a concept we're working in the same room but we you know we we talk a lot every day. We we divvy things up. To be honest, he's got a, a better brain for insurance than I do. So he'll talk to people about insurance and stuff like that, which is not not very exciting. But it's part of the business. I'm actually better at and enjoy more social media. Um, mm -hmm. We both love to write. We love to talk to people. Um, you know, producing. You know, uh, any of the other things. We just kind of we just do it together we flow we'll we'll we send emails sometimes if i'm having a day that i don't want to do one particular thing i kind of get my little my little uh whiny voice and i'm like would you mind doing such and such today you know and he with kind of the the courtesy that we allow each other where we he'll, he'll do the same the same thing back and forth yeah but we've yeah. you know we've worked together for well we talked together for four years five years and then uh and then you know started the, this this organization, and so we 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 make it work. You know our uh, operations person is out of uh, Stowe, Ohio, 
outside of Akron. Jeff Gargas is out of Stowe. What's up, uh, Another uh, person that's working with us on our ninja programs uh, out of New York um, City. We have uh, Sam Parham and Robbie Corbett that are, are based in L.A. Um, who else do we have? Our, our attorney is out of Oklahoma City. Um, and, uh, you know, so we, we uh, yeah, <laughs> we and just you, make it work. It's, a, have- it's, a, it's, it's a virtual business. Yeah, <laughs> and you have Lafern Cusack out of uh, downtown L.A., Staples hey, Center, right. L.A. Live. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we, we do a lot of, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we have our, we have make our, we make it work, we have our way, and, and it's, uh, you know, right now that's, it's actually, it works, it works fine. I mean, people, people ask me, where are your headquarters, where are your headquarters? And I, I tell them, well, it's kind of wherever we're at. Worldwide, um, right? Yeah, so, which is which is fun. It fits my. Now, as you know, I I lived in Morocco for much of my childhood, so this mm-hmm. this fits my nomadic personality. Oh uh, yeah, uh, David, talk about. Uh, well, I don't know if you can, but last time you and Victor were on the show, you guys had a project going on. Stop me if you if you need to, in regards to an educational parkour tool. Uh, about the. Parkour Academy, perhaps. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've we've officially launched. Thank you for thank you for reminding me. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the other things we're working on. Uh, w- you know, one of the the things for people that wanted to open a a parkour gym is they they had the same kind of problem as a lot of people that are opening any business. They needed they needed help. So uh, people had been asking us over the years. You know how how do I teach it? So we would certify them. And then their business would grow, uh, or that you know. Anyway, so long story short, uh, we we started something called WSPF Parkour Academy, and uh, it's basically giving people all the tools that they need to to, to start a gym. Um, a monthly curriculum. Um, we have ah, a pro- program for kids called Park Kids and Ninjas. Oh my gosh! Um, and a, kind of a sort of a belt system, like in. Um, uh, Karate, you know, where you get your mm-hmm. colored belt, you get a colored wristband, and uh, but it's a whole curriculum, a progressive discipline. There are eight levels where you, you know, that we send you monthly marketing materials. Of course, you can get certified um, through WFF to teach um, and equipment, and you know, it's kind of a, a Chinese menu where you can, you know, go into the restaurant and and choose choose what what you'd like and. Uh, okay. And, but you can get the full menu if you want too. But it's uh, everything that you need for for to start to start your your business. So we we just launched it. I think we had we launched it. Um, we just launched it last month, and we have eight you know WFPF Parkour Academies around the country. Uh, yeah. Ryan Doyle's gym, Airborne Academy in Liverpool, is going to be our first uh, uh, WFPF Parkour Academy overseas, and that'll be in, in England. And we're we're you know we're expanding. We're we're talking to uh, we're working on uh, uh, getting it internationally. So that's awesome. I'm so excited about that. I know when you guys were telling me, I was like, oh my god, yes, and this this this. I was like, oh, that is so cool. I mean, that's one one of the ways, and really, it's kind of as you said when we started this, we had our certain set of skills, but we didn't know a lot about. Parkour. We didn't know about about the world or who was in the parkour community, and so we really had to uh, rely on other people and uh, the kindness of strangers, so to speak. And 
But when people would, you know, because we have that title over our, our organization, Federation, we get emails and people ask, can you help with this? And what do you think about that? And, you know, so that's one of the, the, the things people asked us is, you know, we, we're, we need help with the curriculum. You know, mm-hmm. um, how, can you can you help us? So we've spent we spent probably the last six years developing a, a, a curriculum um, to to help people, um, as well yeah. as an ins- insurance plan, and you know all the things that people need to, to start their business. David, um, I think it's really cool that you know, as an organization for the World Free Running Parkour Federation, um, that it's it's so inclusive. Like you're not telling people what they need to do. You're you're asking questions and finding out what their needs are. So um, I think, you know, we talked about politics earlier. I think that's one of the major contributions that we can do for our community is ask, well, what do you need? And not tell them what they need, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah, ask exactly. Questions. I mean, that's what we really, I know I'm doing all the talking today, but we really try to listen and, and gather information and, um, you know, we, we started a division in, in the United States for our, our universities here. It's called USAP College, um, and it's a, it's a division of USA Parkour, which is our, you know, our sister organization. And, you know, when we announced it, there were people from, from Europe, and they were like, why, why universities? And, you know, I mean, there were, you know, and I basically had to explain to them. I said, you know, each country is different. Each country has a diff- different need, just as every community has a different need, just as every you know, parkour group has a different need. And in the, in the United States, sports in colleges and universities is huge. Mm-hmm. So they, that's, that doesn't exist in Europe. That's, that's not how it works, you know. So they were like, really? And I said, you know, I told them, I said, Google search college football, and you'll see how big sports are here. So mm-hmm. part of it is listening to what other people want, but, you know, also educating people and bringing people together so that they can learn about, the parkour world where they are, you know, just right. as in, in Baghdad, you know, in Iraq, you know, they reached out to us because their, their parkour members of their group were, were getting killed. They were landing on, on landmines. I mean, the stories that they, they told me, unbelievable, you know, what these kids have gone through. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking. You know, so they they had a different need. They needed a building. <laughs> they needed a building, a way you know that they could go that was safe. We wrote them letters. They brought, they took their letters and they went and knocked on government doors, offices. You know, you know, wrote them letters saying they were part of our federation and they were, you know, and they got a space donated to them by the government. Okay. So someplace like Afghanistan, they they've reached out to us. Their parkour is it's supported in Afghanistan in a big way because they the, the military in Afghanistan has they 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 incorporated into their military training mm. so um, you know so it's just it's you know where, wherever you go it's different there's a different need you know there's a parkour gym in Nepal and after the big earthquake that, that they had there a few years ago they reached out to us and asked us to share. They were doing a fundraiser to help rebuild their parkour gym in Nepal. I mean, you know, some people will go a lot. I mean, you know, most people, obviously, organically, this is a sport that that you can go. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in the woods. On you know, on you know, you can do it 
in urban environments, but a lot of people, their safe place to, to do it, and if it's raining or if it's snowing or, you know, or if it's dangerous outside, if you're in a, one of those areas where, where, you know, where you're in jeopardy if you do it out, outdoors because it, it's a war zone, you know, indoors is acceptable. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, so yeah, so we we really you know we try to yeah we we try to you know we say we encourage everybody. It's everybody's mm-hmm. going to have kind of their own vision of what parkour is like for them. Some incorporate parkour. They have a gymnastics gym, so they they want you know half half of the gym is parkour, the others for gymnastics. Um, there are people that that start these ninja warrior gyms because of you know they what they've seen on TV, and then they. Mm-hmm. Learned that the Ninja Warrior, it's it's static. The course is static, and it never changes. And the thing about parkour is it's it's adapting to different environments. Yes. With the you know we you know the, the equipment that we we recommend integrated obstacles equipment. It, it it's it's manufactured so it can be modified. You can modify that equipment three four days. I mean three four times a day, mm-hmm. so that it's it's as if you're going to you know three four five different locations outdoors. Um, so that you can uh, you can increase your vocabulary of movement, so to speak, um, and it's not just static um, because you know you, you want something that's different. It's going to challenge you differently, and it's going to you know it's better for your brain. Yeah, it is. It's like your what, what is it like muscle memory? So yeah. you want you want to yeah. you know try to change that up. So you know and the, yeah, and then there's a, there's also you know there's a we have a. Um, there's actually there's a group out of Alexandria, Virginia, um, uh, uh, called um, PK Silver, and uh, it's run by two women. We certified them. One is 52, the other is 62. We certified them to teach parkour. <laughs> and awesome. awesome, awesome women. And one of the things that they wanted to do, they started a nonprofit called PK Silver, and they they wanted to help seniors. Um, you know, again, not not on the level of of our elite athletes that are coming to Vegas, but but basic movement and and you know no nobody nobody would insure them nobody would certify them yeah. you know they went to some other other uh, organizations to ask if if they could partner with them to to do this thing and and everybody said no and we're like well we think it's great people should move their whole lives and they're they're going they're starting a a program right now they do it in, in the park in Alexandria but they've talked to nursing homes around the country and it's basic. Mm-hmm movement based on the movement of parkour yeah um, and to start moving and uh, uh david you you also have a lady parkour I, even though parkour is thought of or um dominated by males you have a lot of strong women you know participating I, i'm on your page now amanda pandaval yeah, tanya yeah, runs our program out of canada um and uh yeah, we have um, yeah we have a, a women's division. It's called uh, Lady WFPF, um, and it's it's always a debate with it, within us within our um, organization. You know, I mean, it was kind of a debate. Do do we have that? Do we single out women? And you know, the women in in Vegas they compete with with the men. Um, mm-hmm. We do have a women's first prize. I mean, the, the the women there there are a few women that are that that you know. I mean. Last year in the top twenty, the, you know there were there were two women in the top twenty. Mm-hmm. So um, that that 
you know held their own internationally. Um, mm-hmm. So it's uh, we just again a lot of it is part of it is as we say it's kind of starting the, the conversation, mm-hmm. um, and we want to encourage more women to um, to, to do parkour. Um, Katie Katie O'Donnell, who won last year in Las Vegas, came with us after the the last year's uh, competition and came with us to Scottsdale and got did our certification, got certified so to cool. teach, and um, she met Natalie, who was uh-huh. who won who won the. So I mean, that's that's the kind of thing we need. The you know the little girls had to have role models to look up up to, um, and um, there's and a big have. demand. I, I I have to say there's a big demand now for parkour women for advertising campaigns and things, mm-hmm. um, and just advertising in general. I mean, uh, we last year we were hired by American Eagle Outfitters to 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 co co produce executive produce their ad camp their international ad campaign. Um, oh, wow. And, uh, and you're just now telling me this, David. Oh, I, you buried I, the story. There's so much to say, Laferne. There's so much. I need ten hours. Um, but we had, yeah, we did an international ad campaign with a, a billboard, jumbotron, you know, video billboard in Times Square. I mean, I saw pictures from from Beirut, Lebanon, from Tokyo, from Australia. I mean, of our, our campaign and the American Eagle Outfitters around the world. So. We cast it, we produced it, we filmed it, we 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 used our athletes, and uh, somebody actually somebody who 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 we had worked with that left American Eagle right after the thing. He, he told me that it was their it was their their most successful campaign oh, in terms cool. of bringing in money ever. Oh. You know, and I was like, why didn't they tell us that afterwards? You know, I mean, American Eagle people held it tight to their tight to their their chest that information, but but he uh, he said, oh yeah, he said it was really you know it was the the best campaign they've ever had. So That's so, uh, and then along with that, we did a, a, a tie in with that with uh, Jake Johnson from uh, Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a we did a, a spoof. If you if you do a Google search of Jake Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, our core. We did a whole a whole spoof that we we also co-produced with Funny or Die. Oh um, yeah, the great funny spoof where you know Jake Johnson thinks he can do parkour. So and it was a, a tie-in <laughs> with the American Eagle because the, the you know the American Eagle jeans are are flexy and and they uh, <laughs> you know I mean our guys were yeah I mean yeah here's here's my uh, here's my little plug for uh, for the American Eagle jeans the flex jeans because these guys I mean I I you know. Thompson, David Thompson, all right, we're back, we're back, the WFPF Pro-Am Jump Off, April yep. 7th and 9th in Las Vegas, Mandalay Bay, give us the rundown, who's going to be there, how we can participate, how we can, you know, get get all that information out. Yep, well, first thing you do is go to WFPF.com, stands for World Free Running Parkour Federation, the, the top story. Uh, on there, we'll tell you all the, the schedule, um, how to get tickets, um, how to register. If you're an athlete, we're, we're still, we still have spots left if you want to register to compete. Um, to the Mandalay Bay Convention Center, uh, April 7th, 8th, and 9th, and we have people coming in from, from Greece, from the U.K., from Latvia, from Russia, from uh, Canada, Mexico, South America, um, uh, Japan, China, to compete in this uh, Pro-Am competition. Um, also from from around the country, from the United States, from the East Coast, from the West Coast, um, and some of the top athletes, some of the top champions in the world, um, as well as uh, people that have never competed before but have dreamt 
of competing and, and want to uh, come and show their stuff and, and challenge the pros. So um, kids' division um, is uh, Saturday, and, uh, and also the prelimi- preliminaries for the adult division, and then all day Sunday, the, um, the qualifying rounds for the, the adult finals, which will be uh, Sunday afternoon. So, and, and again, it's all on WFPF.com. Um, and it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So, uh, what are you looking forward to the most? Or what are, is, does that make sense? <laughs> what am I looking forward to the most? Yes. Um, you know, I, I, you know, for, for me, I mean, well, I, I love seeing the athletes just because a lot of them we've known for a long time. There's some, there's some that I haven't met actually. So I'm looking forward to, to meeting some of the athletes. There's some, there's some, you know, we work with a lot of people, which doesn't mean that we always get to, to meet them because geographically it's hard, but, um, uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward. There's a, there's a, uh, an athlete who's, he's, really kind of popped on onto the scene. I think we first found him when he was 15. Um, he's out of the Pacific Northwest. His name's Joey Adrian. So I've never met him in person, but he started, you know, doing international competitions. He's, he's really become a world, a world name in parkour. I've known him since he was 15. So he's in his early twenties now. So I, I'm, 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 I'm really looking forward. I'll get a kick out of, out of meeting him. Um, and then the you know the other thing honestly is like these you know these they they come in some of the athletes they've they've especially the, the you know the amateurs they they you know we call them amateurs but they're so skilled right. and they they've been watching these other athletes they look up to them they've look, they look up to Ryan Doyle from mm-hmm. you know from the UK our WFPF athlete who was on MTV I look up to Ryan <laughs> yeah and they're you know it's just fun watching them watching their energy and watching them. You know, watching them be excited to be there and to, mm-hmm. you know, and to feel acknowledged too, because this is, you know, this is still a growing sport. Um, and as I said, another teaser: this thing that we're working on, that I'm coming on the next, next as soon as we can announce it, this next thing that we're working on is is going to change the face of this of of, of this sport. Of I know. I'm so excited! I can't wait! Can't wait! Yeah. Um, well, a big shout out to you and Victor uh, for all the work that you guys are doing for World Free Running Parkour Federation. Um, thank you, David. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. And, and again, thanks for what you do. For and a, and a big shout out to Lafern for always, you know, just always taking the time to to let us blab. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it we really appreciate it so all right well um thanks again uh this is espn la the experience for more information please log on to espnla.com or check me out on twitter at lafern cusack espn la 710